everyone, welcome back to The Great Rift. This is David and Jamie. Um, we've got a special guest today. Kenny, how are you doing, mate? Hey, guys. It's good to be on. Yeah, and th thank you for making this happen, you know. It's, I know you and me have been talking for a couple of months now, um, and yeah, been really keen to get you on. Who are you, Kenny, and what do you do? <laughs> um, so, I do, I'm uh, Kenny Law. I do uh, a combat-based podcast. It's a weekly wargaming podcast. Uh, we were six years old last month. And uh, we've been doing Black Library author interviews since uh, five years ago. We started with uh, with uh, Scar Snake as the first one, and then I've kind of done some books that are already out, and then moved into some new ones. And I've done over like 120 or something uh, author interviews. So we have authors on all the time. Uh, I'm actually currently right now scheduling 16 different yeah. authors for the next few months. So it's, wow. it's a bit hectic. Yeah, uh, but. It's a, now we do, it's, it's a weekly show, it's on iTunes. Uh, our website is being updated right now, so I don't, like CombatFace.com is down as we have some of these rebuilding it for us. But nice. uh, we, we do lots of uh, Black Library uh, author interviews and GW stuff. I think you might have been one of the key bits of inspiration, I think, for me and Jamie, like back in the day when I was thinking about doing it, is there's lots of cool people out uh -huh. there, and I think we kind of emulated that a little bit, so... Yeah, really great having you. What we look to look forward to and look up to in terms of podcasting about Black Library. Yeah, well, so, thanks. I enjoy your guys' show. I'm glad it's there. Thanks, man. Cool. So um, this is a new kind of episode for us in terms of a having a guest, which is awesome, but also we're doing a Warhammer book, which we haven't done yet. We kind of <laughs> we've fantasy. Been, yeah, we've <laughs> we've done so much grim dark. We've neglected the the swords and bow and arrows. We're doing we're doing Troll Slayer, which is awesome. So yeah, as ever um, on an episode, we're going to cover off the characters, which luckily we've got two very strong characters to cover <laughs> off. We're going to, as ever, run through the plot summary, some of the bits that we really like, um, the themes that jump out at us. There's a lot to laugh at in these books. I'm sure you both agree. Without further ado, shall we get started, guys? Yeah, um, that's it. yeah. So this is written by Bill King. And uh, uh, Sir William King, Bill King, um, uh, he was on uh, Comet Phase last week on episode 278, uh, which you can listen to on iTunes, uh, or I can send you guys the direct link if you want to put it in your um, yeah. in your show notes. Yeah, put it in our notes. Yeah. We talked for like an hour, and um, uh, well, we lost the audio in the first interview, so we did another one. <laughs> and I learned a lot about Patrick and Felix and things I, I didn't know. So just some things to, to throw out. Like this was originally uh, a, a planned as a standalone book. Where uh, like Godric actually dies at the end of it, uh, before he changed that around. And so the, the way that's not a good idea. <laughs> There's something here. Yeah, I can do. Uh, and I didn't know this is from the Warhammer Fantasy role playing game, which is my favorite role playing game. So I had no idea that these these characters uh, these are coming from that game, kind of like like Dragonlance and D&D started from. Mm -hmm. You know, the playing games. And, and so that's where this comes from. So the reason it's a, a series of short stories and it uses the device of, of Felix's journal. Is that that's what it was originally? Like, Heimdall's Nacht was the first one that he did, and then started work them together into the, the books, and that's how it got started. So it was just I had no idea that it started out as a, a this was a role playing game adventure that he decided to write up. Oh, mm. That's so cool. That is interesting. Yeah, because I remember the models. You could, I remember there's been several models of them that have come out over yeah. the years. But um, yeah, that's that's an interesting. You can tell from the first book as well. Uh, the first story, which we'll get into, is very concise and quite short, but you can tell that that one was written more as... You can tell that he wanted to expand on that and go further, I think. 
Yeah, and this, I mean, there's you could you can kind of see. I, I said to you, you can see like where that this might be planned as a one and done because a lot yeah. happens with Felix and uh, you know <laughs> it's it's a projected life what it might be like in you know, yeah. the story. Of course, it ends in a very Warhammer way. Yeah, and <laughs> do you know what? You know, as someone that plays a bit of D and D every now and then, it, the first book definitely the first the first very first chapter really does feel like a like I said a concise yeah. story. It felt like a D and D journey that uh, GM. Yeah, once, once you know that, it's in there now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. Orchestra stories start at a tavern, so yeah, like quite a lot of these do, don't they, as well, which is great. Yeah, um, they do. Yeah, well, these characters are bound by a, a drunken oath. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, right. it's very Warhammer. Very up my street. Yeah, I, I, I worry how many oaths I have now. Yeah. <laughs> Before we go into the characters and the stories, um, Kenny, it'd be really great to just pick at your brain a little bit I guess on what was some of the stuff that jumped out at you particularly about this story that you heard from um, Mr. King and without you know spoiling listeners going and listening to your episodes is there anything that you feel dovetails nicely into today's episode with us? Uh, I mean so it being a, a selection of stories I think is really neat um, he had to go back and and play you know he originally uh, killed Gotrek at the end of this and so he has to go back in the last two short stories of this book. You can see where he's changing that around, and, and uh, uh, the idea of the doom, uh, which actually, which is something interesting. He never actually had an idea what the doom was. Uh, he basically was kind of like winging it for a long time. <laughs> nice. uh, so the, the, the idea of the doom was never really there, but the the whole "it sucks to be you" and the drunken oath kind of worked together. And then uh, at the end of this book, actually, there's a. Demon Slayer was the next book uh, that was written, so they're out of order. So Demon Slayer came back in later, but it wasn't. But it was uh, not the next book written after this, as they decided to expand the series and it went forward. Because you, you know, in the game you had Troll Slayer, uh, Giant Slayer, Dragon Slayer, and Demon Slayer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's kind of what you thought. But there's twelve, twelve books originally in the series that have Slayer, and then there's two more in the end times, and then one in AOS. The, the Slayer. Uh, element, the device in the title is something that they have to, to work with as the series goes on and uh, he does kind of write himself into a, a high bar in the first trilogy because mm. <laughs> so, then you have to start thinking of different things to slay yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can start running out of stuff Yeah, Goblin, yeah, Goblin Slayer just doesn't have a ring to it does it? <laughs> yeah. um, he just uh, you know something else he told me that was kind of funny is he uh, we talked about uh, Brian Blessed playing Godric and uh, the Age of Sigmar the Realm Slayer one and he talked about Godric uh, to him as uh, his his uh, grandfather his old doer Scottishman <laughs> yelling at him and, um, you know, so the, to get his idea of what was going on in his head when he was writing this and where it still is now uh, I think it's just kind of interesting so he, he Bill talks about that and um, the interview that we did talks about Godric Felix Tyrion Teclis um, his history in writing about tomes, and then we do ha- we, we do 40k, and then uh, heresy. We talk about the original those two articles in White Dwarf that you know became the heresy. So that's another interesting thing for another day. But that's all in that interview as well. Wow, I didn't realize the influence that he's had on stuff that's in my head. Do you know what I mean? Like the yeah, there's so much there. Amazing. He's just cool. he's breathed so much life into so much. He's, he's just responsible for so much uh, joy out there in the IP I think it's pretty fascinating God, I wish I could do it myself it's fucking it's, it's actually insane <laughs> isn't it the volume that he can write is amazing so I think as per our episodes let's jump into 
the primary characters. Should we start with the the lovely Gotrek? I think what's quite interesting in this book as well is you d- you jump right into almost the middle. Well, not it's not quite middle, but you you don't jump into the start of their meeting. You always jump jump into them like their story's already begun. So you're never really given a first view of Gotrex, who is a he is a dwarf. Um, he at this point when we first meet him, he's a what they call a troll slayer. So everyone who's played the game, who's maybe played Blood Bowl or things like that, is that he's you know what a troll slayer is. Um, so basically, that's a part of their society that's being cast out, and they are looking for their a, a good a good death, should we say? Maybe Is that the best way to put it. Yeah, they I want, so. it's a death sentence, but they want to die in battle in a glorious way that should be remembered by by tales going on. I think. Yeah, fighting the biggest, hardest thing on the battlefield that they can find. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Gotrek is uh, famously the most failed slayer uh, because, he, <laughs> as you see in the, if you read the series, this goes on. He's always sad. Like there's always a great big battle, and he walks out of the smoke. And, uh, I failed again because he, <laughs> he doesn't die. <laughs> so he's uh, he's seeking a, a glorious doom uh, because he's like you said, he's committed some kind of act, and he's is ashamed, and he's atoning for it. But uh, that's uh, sort of the groundwork is laid into this in this book here yeah. for you. You go into the series. Actually, I probably should mention too that, that these books are out again in hard, uh, well, paperback in yes. an omnibus, and this is I think the fourth iteration of the omnibus that's come out. Wow! But they're they're out again because I have the other ones. But yeah, this is the third or fourth omnibus. It's not the time that they put it back out again. They keep releasing it every five or six years. That's yeah, I think it's coming back as a Black Library classic series now. Yeah, I've got it under the title uh, of... Um, Warhammer Chronicles. That's what I've got, yeah. I've got the Warhammer Chronicles one, with the really lovely artwork. Cool, so Gotrek is a dwarf, we get that. Um, so if there's someone random out there who doesn't know, what is he doing? Is he just, he's literally just wandering around getting himself into trouble, right? Yeah, I think that's what... Yeah, it's part of... The, they become mercenaries, really. So they're just looking, as you say, looking for the biggest, baddest thing to take on. They're not... They don't... It's kind of odd because you go, well, they're looking for death, but they're not going to like, walk into a battle and just like lay down their arms. The whole point is it's going to be, it's got to be a big battle where, you know, he takes it on, they fight well, and if he dies at the end, so be it. But, yeah, it's, uh, they, they've become mercenaries, and as I say, in some stories in Warhammer, um, the famous one is some of them become uh, slayers playing Blood Bowl, because what more glorious... You have in front of loads of fans punching other, you know, trolls, orcs in the face. So yeah, yeah, it's a very iconic image. It's probably one of the most iconic images in Warhammer is the, the troll slayer. Yeah, and, uh, they're big and scary. And they always he calls it his ham-sized fist. And <laughs> there's some things that come up, and like you're in the first story when they see him right away, they're like uh. But they're uh, but it, but you do see it in this book, like what you just said about not wanting to just die, no matter what. Like, he's seeking glorious doom, and so there's a battle with beastmen. And, like, well, I'm not going to just let him shoot me. Like, I you know it has to be a, a big, powerful doom. And uh, they, you know, they, they, they do fight for money sometimes, but it, ultimately whatever avenue a slayer sees to see a glorious doom. And here, a drunken idiot made a mistake, you know, <laughs> about, about recording that. And what, he, you know, he's got it made now. Yeah, yeah. And what I find funny is, Slayers have this tendency to just not wear any clothes, or at least as few clothes as possible. And he's he's the same, right? He's always bare chested with a shaved head. 
yeah, he doesn't feel he doesn't feel like dwarfs. Like metabolism is different to humans, so he doesn't really feel the cold. He and that he says to, he he often calls Felix feeble because when Fe- Felix may get a cold or get ill, and he's just like, "What? This is pathetic." <laughs> so he he his view of humans is very low, <laughs> but he he tolerates Felix because he you know he made a as he say he made a pact and he's got a job to do for him. But uh, just his his overall appearance falls in line with the traditional troll slayer look. So he has, if you look at the cover of the book, he has a big ginger mohawk, he's got a big ginger beard. He's, um, I think Felix describes that he stinks. Um, he's never what he never washes, and his hair is often is matted and then greased with pig fat to give the uh, the old mohawk. Amazing. So yeah, absolutely wild. Co- yeah, love it. Which you can imagine. Like after a few days, it's going to reek. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that that segues yeah. quite nicely as a comparison to the polar opposite side of their traveling group, which is Felix. So, I'm just going to call it out now. In my head, the whole time I read it, Felix was Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. And <laughs> I haven't, I haven't been able to shift that that vision in my head. And even more so when he becomes better at sword fighting. I'm like, oh God, he's, yeah, he's Jamie Lannister, but um. I, I really, really enjoyed the Felix character. Um, I really like his background, where he's come from a very rich merchant family. He's very, um, I guess you could say educated. He's a poet, wasn't he, I believe? Um, which is why he is, he's yeah. Come, yeah, so he's a poet, he's a literature man. Gets into a duel and with a student. And, I mean, how do you accidentally kill someone in a duel? I mean, that is the purpose of doing it, but... <laughs> You know, he kind of gets cast out from his family, right? And he just gets really drunk all the time and disappears. And I guess, well, Gotrek saves his li- saves his life. The people that he ki- the person he killed, I think, they came hunting for him and they were going to kill uh, Felix. And Gotrek just managed sees them coming after him. And he just steps into the middle of the street and just. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know whether he says he he kills them all or he just helps Felix get away. But yeah, it's. He saves his life, so that's where this is where the pact comes from. Yeah. Is that Felix owes him his life, so he he swears an oath to follow him to his doom and record what happens. Yeah, it's a very very cool background. I mean, it's one of those things you do, very drunk, waking up thinking, "What have I done?" But yeah, most <laughs> people, if this happened nowadays, you'd be like, "Uh, nah, mate, that's all right. It's just a bit of a bit of a drunk drunk tower." <laughs> it'd be a really awkward. Right yeah, it'd be a really <laughs> awkward like. Awkward text message the next morning. Like, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. I'm not going to come. Yeah. <laughs> See, now I can't get the Jamie Lannister thing out of my head. I, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> Just look at the cover. It's Jamie Lannister in nice trousers. It's hilarious. <laughs> Something I wanted to say. He, he kills a guy in a duel, but... Does he just know how to fight with a sword? Because he does pretty well for... He does okay for himself in most of the stories. He knows how to fight. Do you reckon that's just a common thing in the Empire that most people with nobility can fight? Or is there something I don't know about later books that makes him as good as he is? Well, he's, he's in his prime. I mean, at, the, at this point, when he's uh, like, you know, assuming life expectancy of like 30. You know, so he's, like, yeah. <laughs> in his, uh, he's in his prime. He, uh, he, you know, he's young, arrogant at this point. Uh, you know, kind of like a freshman at college think you know everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's... Uh, so, I mean, he's, he's decent. You know, he's had he's had a little bit of training, and I think it's more kind of like, uh, but you know, it was for love for this woman. So it's more kind of like balls, really. I think yeah. ball-based fighting. 
Uh, but then he definitely learns very quickly around Gatrek and kind of a sink or swim situation. And uh, uh, yeah, as the series goes on, you learn a little bit more. Uh, I mean, there's things that, that take root that take root in this book that uh, apply to the the series with the yeah. weapons they use. Yeah, the sword that he gets in the, in the story doesn't that help. But as you say, I think it's more to do with that. Uh, you know, being noble, he probably had some training. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as, as you say, he's young, and as, as and as you said, Kenny, it's sink or swim. I mean, if he wasn't okay, then he'd probably been dead in the first story, and that's where it would have ended. So. Yeah, he figures it out. Uh, it, it could have been a little bit, almost like a Peter Jackson kind of fight scene, where you know, how could this work? Suddenly, get his uh, back stuck in this tree, or you know, just kind of stupid bumbling around. But he uh, he quickly figures it out. Uh, but he does. Uh, one of the, the I think defining feature of, of any of the Warhammer universes is it sucks to be you. Yeah, and it, yeah. Yeah, it sucks to be him a lot through this. So he, <laughs> he does take quite a beating. But uh, Gotrek ultimately needs him alive because he has a... a there's nothing worse than an, an Oathbreaker. Yeah. And he's gonna, he said he was going to do this thing, no matter how much they may despise each other at times, and he's going to live and do this. Yeah, no, he's, he's an interesting character. I think just on that note of sucks to be you, I guess on the other end of that spectrum is you get to see a lot of... the. Uh, I've said this before in, in 40k stories and Horus Heresy stories, seeing the human stories is really important um, just to sort of ground it a little bit for us because otherwise fantasy and sci-fi can be too too abstract and you know he has you know romantic flings and sees real bleakness and real humour throughout everything and I think that's that's why I like Felix so much is he just feels very identifiable which you kind of have to have when the other characters are crazed drunken dwarf with a death wish <laughs> <laughs> which isn't that identifiable really <laughs> you do uh, when, uh, one thing Spill King said is that he at the time they weren't really writing uh, from other races perspectives so he needed uh, he needed a human to you know, see Gotrek through his eyes to kind of make the story yeah. a bit more relatable because they weren't writing stories through the point of view of dwarves and elves and orcs at that point yeah and, yeah, and I yeah. think it Sorry. definitely works. I don't think. I think if you did see the, the story from Gotrex's point of view, I think it would. It just would wouldn't be as exciting. I don't think even because he, obviously he's just most of the time it's either he's bumbling along, just wants to be drunk, or he just wants to pick a fight. There's no, as you said, there's no interaction with the reader. There wouldn't be that much interaction with the reader. It just wouldn't be the same story. You just, you've got to have that uh, person who doesn't really want to be there's point of view. Yeah, yeah, reluctant narrator. And I think it's some, yeah. it's it's something that um, Dan Abnett does really well with um, like his forty k stories and Horace Harris stories, where he just he you know just grounds it in a bit of normal people, and suddenly you get the not the right word is you get the perspective. Like yeah. Go Gotrek having like a troll run at him probably doesn't bother him, but for Felix, that'd Describe be the most terrifying him, yeah. thing yeah. in the world. Like it's yes, yeah, sense of scale. I think plus Felix has a big part on how the story goes because I don't think. Gotrex wouldn't do half the stuff they do if Felix wasn't there. So you can see there's it's not just Felix following Gotrex. There is yeah. definitely a back and forth where he does give in and go, okay, oh, we'll do this. Okay, we'll do that. There is, there is. It's not all one way. This the relationship. There is. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I think we've we've covered the two the two dudes quite nicely. Um, I think we should jump into the the book itself. Um, so it's worth positioning that, um, and I'm sure Kenny, you can give a little bit more detail after your chat with Bill. But the first book is essentially 
a lot of short stories that were written at different periods of time and put together into a first release. Yeah, yeah, they were, and then they were uh, collected as they uh, became this novel. So uh, they were they were different adventures that he had run with his uh, his gaming group, <laughs> and then Gahamnis uh, was the first one, uh, and then I think the first three are in order. Uh, like the Marcus Lanesh and Blood of Darkness may have started in different orders, but worked out because you see this growing, uh, this growing mark of. Uh, so Bill is a very big uh, fan of chaos, and he's more on their side than he is on the, <laughs> on the, on the side of order. Me too. So you, Me too. Yeah, you see these uh, these characters develop, uh, and some of the same tropes are used, or these devices are used in other books of the series, where you may have uh, you know, mutants. Uh, you get to see. Uh, sometimes there's like the twins of Zeech and so you, it, you know we get to see blood for the blood god you know shower for the first time in this book and it's, it's actually amazing if you go back and read this book if you played fantasy or you know anything about the world that was there's so much crammed into this like he just covers so much from the world and so many of the army books and, and it's just really crammed when I went back and read it again it's, it's amazing how much is into this book yeah that's amazing. This world always reminds me a bit like, it's kind of like the Walking Dead in places as well, where they're just walking around and it's just, oh, hordes of mutants, hordes of hordes of chaos. It's a very uh, it's a very cool world that I totally had forgotten about, the, the whole fantasy realm of just, like, what it is to live in that in that era. And it's, yeah, it's, it was good going back and reading it and discovering, uh, you know, it's very different to 40K, shall we say. Or even Age of Sigma at this point. Yeah. It is, yeah. I mean, they... they... Like I said, like the first one starts out where they're just hanging around, uh, wandering, and then they come across this uh, this cult, <laughs> and <then laughs> we see Slanesh, you know, which is timely right now because Slanesh is, is coming out back into the game soon. Yeah, timely. Yeah. Uh, then they, there you go. They, they just like jump right into this, and you see uh, the first glimpse of, of chaos really from a or for Felix. This is his first view of chaos. Yeah, and it's, um, if I remember correctly, the first story, um, I can't even pronounce the title. You did it just now, Kenny. What? How do you pronounce it? Geheimstacht. That'll do. Um, <laughs> so, uh, this one's about a child being stolen by some Slanesh cultists. And I, I said this before we started the episode, very much felt like a and d like mission, in a good way. Like, it, it felt compact and full of pace and exciting but also really scary like I read I read all this in one go and it was like just before I went to bed and it was dark and I got that real haunted old school Warhammer vibe from it it's a very very interesting introduction to two characters is like let's rescue a baby that's about to be sacrificed that just sets the whole tone right cool so that that's the first one it's quite short quite compact they go and get the baby and you just introduce the characters as a glimpse, really. But then it moves quite suddenly into... Um, what's the name? Is it? They're going through the Eight Peaks, I believe. Karak Eight Peaks, yeah. Yeah, so they end up in the... Uh, it's, it's called The story's called Wolf Riders. Yeah, this yeah. is one of the longer stories in the book as well, if I remember. Yeah. This one's quite... Uh, yeah, this one's got more to it, definitely. Yeah, this is a... This is, yeah, this, like I said, this is one of the longer... I might might be the longest or just tied with the, the other one that's pretty long uh this is well so gotrick starts the book with two eyes and then by the <laughs> yeah. end of this one he has one uh, there's yeah. a, a fun little thing i found in here that i, I didn't uh I, I asked bill about but it didn't make it into the, the second interview but if you look at the names of the characters that are sort of like a like supporting cast extras like there's like these uh, hef kel and lars these are very simple names 
But I noticed that when you read these books, if you go through the omnibus, uh, even into the, I think, David Dimer's books, again, like the character, there's a character named Hef a lot. Mm. Just kind of picking some of these these names. And uh, obviously, if you don't have any exposure to the, the, the Warhammer world, you'd see, like, the, you know, you can look at a map. It was always very easy to teach it to somebody. Like, here's a map of Europe. You look at this one. This is very Germanic. So, like, a lot of the names are, are German or plays on German. And so, a lot of the the cities and everything. It's, it's, I think it's uh, very understandable, and uh, that also helped them too as they were developing it. That it was simpler to put out to an audience rather than creating, uh, you know, because they borrow a lot. I think everyone knows that GW borrows quite a bit. Yeah. So does so do other people, but you know, it's yeah. It's yeah. So yeah, that's right. I remember when I was reading this book for this podcast, I was actually in Munich, which is you know Bavaria, and it is very. Just the whole look of being in Bavaria, reading this book, it just kind of fit really well. Yeah. Just you know, old Germanic beer halls and things like that. Yeah, it's you get that you get that vibe. So um, with this one, so we start off. We just quickly go through the beginning of this one. It's uh, one of my favourite scenes. Is is how it starts really? Is when Felix is in a bar, as as most of the stories do start off, and um, he gets into a bit of trouble. There's the, as you said, there's those three trappers, Hef, Kel, and Lars, and they're I think they're coming on to the bar barmaid or something like that and Felix being from his noble upbringing kind of wants to step in and uh, help help you know help the damsel in distress I would say well, uh, what the healer likes to think that is anyway and um, suddenly he realised that he is definitely outmatched in terms of these guys are huge and uh, <laughs> until we meet Gotrek suddenly walks in and I think the description of him when he comes in he's like described as a height of the height of a boy of nine but he's probably as wide as two men <laughs> like a square just yeah. walking in of just pure muscle <laughs> and he he fully just beats the crap out of them really yeah ridiculous absolutely one of my favorite quotes was when i'm finished with you you'll sing as high as a girly elf <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so they yeah they meet in that bar and this is what i was saying about um Felix being really identifiable is he he takes a shining to the Kirsten I think her name's Kirsten the bar lady right Kirsten, oh yeah, yeah yeah she's not a barmaid she's part of this which we find out is the the Von Deal migration where they've been have to move from their lands so everyone connected with the that uh, lord is moving to find somewhere else to move yeah so they're, they're, yes. they, it's like a travelling like a Traveling to to the west, they're going to do their whole putting everything in carts and moving through dangerous territory to go yeah, and find someone who's. You got a bar, you got a caravan. It's, it's very role playing. Like now that you know these, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. just can't unsee it. <laughs> yeah, very D and D. Yeah, um, and obviously shit happens, right? So they're they're going from A to Z, and as they go, just there's a lot of there's a lot actually happens on that very short ride. So there's the wolf riders. So they kick the shit out of everyone. And then they do end up making camp, right? Eventually, they make camp. They make they start. It's like a, a if my memory is correct, it's a bit of a fortress, right? But not an amazing one. It's just yeah. So they they're heading to well, they're trying to find some lands near on the way to Carrick Eight Peaks, and Felix and Gotrex are are heading to that uh, vacation as well because you find out um, one of another tr- another Slayer, I believe, told told Gotrex as later. There's a load of cash around, a load of gold over there. So Gotrix is, you know, the other thing that Gotrix loves is also gold, as all dwarfs do. So, 
So I think that's where they're going. So they join up as mercenaries to help protect this uh, caravan of people. And, uh, yeah, as you say, they, they keep going. They, there's a couple of stops where I think they they meet some other people and they try to get, you know, stay a night in these fortresses. And these people are like, no, this is, you know, it's kind of cursed, these, this whole area. And they don't like, they're very wary of strangers and, mm. and stuff. So eventually I think they do find an old an old fortress that's been abandoned, but it's in a, it's in an area where there's a lot of, a lot of goblins, a lot of orcs, and there's some undead as well. Strange lights going yeah. on in the background. Yeah, what could go wrong? Yeah, what could go wrong? This, there was a scene in this which really spooked me out. Um, did you guys ever play Dark Omen, the old Warhammer game from like, the late nineties? It was like a, oh, I think once or twice. Yeah, there was. There's a scene. Um, there's a cutscene in that with loads of ghosts and skeletons, and it's like my big love for Warhammer has always been the undead and the gash and spooky spooks. But there's a scene where there's the undead warriors attack their camp at night, and I thought it was yeah. terrifying. Like that really does genuinely scare the shit out of me. More <laughs> more so when all you've got is a sword. I think I could deal with it if guns were a thing, but you know. I can't imagine having to go toe to toe with spirits, and but yeah. they do, they do, they deal with it just about. I think they lose quite a lot of people though from their caravan. Yes, yeah, yeah. But then, and yeah, I think one make... of the trappers goes mad as well and tries to kill Felix. So he has to, he kills, he kills him. So it's not just Felix has had to kill another human being. It's yeah, yeah. all going on. Yeah, yeah and uh, anyway, one of the, the other big parts of this is uh, is, is Kirsten. So we have this is where you kind of feel. Like okay, this is this was probably written as a one and done book at the mm-hmm. beginning because all of a sudden you know you have the you have the kind of stocks and they, you know that they're bond. You learn more about why they're got got you and Felix are together, and then Felix finds this girl. It's like oh, they fall in love rather quickly and rapidly, and you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry her, go off and do this, and you know good luck. <laughs> and I, you know, obviously it doesn't work out that way, but you can kind of tell that if this was just yeah. done as a one book, then you know yeah. Maybe that would have, have all have uh, been put in there, you know, because it's obviously, you know, we know Patrick and Felix aren't going to die yeah. in this book, but uh, but other people are not necessarily so safe, which I did kind of appreciate. It wasn't just like, oh, you assume anyone's safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, a lot does actually. You're right. You guys, a lot happens in this book, but I guess it, you do get that feeling that it was written as a one story, just just as a sort of book-ended story but they do make it to this camp and that's when the wolf riders assault them right but they've been there for a while like if i remember correctly they have started like farming the land and yeah this is really fine gotrex is actually uh, used to be an engineer part of his old story because he helps repair yes. the wolves. yeah yeah he was an engineer uh he still don't know what his doom is uh, or what his uh, his uh, crime is his, his shame is uh, and it, yeah, you don't even learn that really until the uh, the end times. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, like uh, in the story, Godric or um, Kirsten, you know, he Felix finds loves and loses it, and he has to kill somebody again. And so he gets really hardened. Like he, uh, yeah, you know, he he mans up a lot during this one story because uh, it, it he he starts to get really fucked with a lot. Yeah, and it, it's it's the guy that had led them all on the caravan to the new place. The um, the leader of the, the, the group, the Vondals. Vondals, Vondals, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he's a, just a scumbag and kills her, and Felix kills him <laughs> back, which is great. But in the middle of all that happening, the whole encampment like gets heavily assaulted by orcs and goblins. 
Gotrek just goes to town, but there is with one caveat. He loses an eye, which I kind of found hilarious. Like, he seemed very unbothered by it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah it's quite... There's a quote where... Because um, Gotrek just runs in and defends the walls where Felix is looking for Kirsten, and it says, the last thing Felix saw was the troll slayer running forward, axe held high, beard bristling towards the source of the terrible light. So just going gung-ho, running in with his axe. Yeah, it's just a, like a cool image of him. Yeah. The size of a, size of a nine-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got this. <laughs> yeah, lead him to it. And then the, the next story, uh, The Dark Beneath the World, it just jumps straight off the back of it. Like, they leave that encampment, don't they? And they just they go off on another adventure into the Eight Peaks. Um, and this one I thought was really interesting because this really felt like a D&D story. Like, oh, here's... Or Lord of the Rings as well. This is basically at the Mines of Moria. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're actually going to go on an adventure. I think well, that... Well, is... going down there because he, he told loads of gold. Yeah. Treasure. But the, the guys they meet is that, yeah, they're looking for a lost sword, I believe. Yeah, he's looking for uh, Caragol, which is a, 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 a nearly from his his uh, order, I guess his his birthright. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, the uh, order of the fire. It's a story that will stick with yeah, yeah. where Felix gets you know that sword sticks with him for for quite a while, and this is also where Gotrek is uh, from. He says at this point, so if you you have a little bit of that uh, that history that you get to see kind of a shame. Uh, so there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of character development in between the story just be the wolf riders in the dark beneath the world yeah that's yeah. very true because I remember in the wolf riders there's a bit where Gotrex is looking out and he sees the peaks and Felix says he almost looks like a, a lost boy at one point mm. because he's got that look where he's like obviously the shame of being kicked out and he's looking at his home yeah that's quite a interesting because all, all the way up to that point Gotrex has just been this big hulking bit of angry muscle and then suddenly you get this, this scene where he's yeah, he says he looks like a lost boy, which is quite good. It's kind of a role reversal. Like Felix's morality kind of cracks in uh, Wolf Riders, and then Godrex starts to, you get to see a little reverse of him and his yes. longing. And, you know, if he could cry, <laughs> a tear made a beer might start. <laughs> we get to see something interesting in this one as well. You get to see a female dwarf, which are, as Lord of the Rings put it, are legend. They're rare. <laughs> so that was quite cool. So they, yeah, they, they, they go with their party to this this tomb, and I guess the crux of it is they go they go dungeon crawling, really, just like a good old fashioned D and D story. But they do, they well, what's that? I think there's it's mostly orc goblins and skavens down there, but also there's like trolls, and it's kind of Gotrix's best day out, really. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the crux of this one is quite neat in that. Felix gets a magical sword essentially but that whole scene of him finding it I thought was really violent like that Bretonian knight finds the sword and as soon as they find it he just gets ripped in half by a troll that comes out of nowhere like a chaos troll and I thought it was really really it's violent. not just a troll it's, um, it's like a chaos it's troll one that's infected by yeah. uh, what do they call it um, oh, the warpstone yes yeah warpstone right yeah so this, this, the whole the whole area is because all the dwarves there was a massive battle there wasn't there and yeah. when they're walking to the encampment they see all the the broken walls and stuff but there are some dwarves have come back to claim it but it's just the whole area is riddled with warp stones everything is just not not cool yeah. <laughs> everything is not is not quite what it seems so yeah 
But yeah, the whole party that joined Gotrix and Felix die, if I remember correctly. None of them survive. They all get torn up by this, this crazy troll. Uh, and then there's, again, another very Lord of the Rings scene where, like, they're going to get attacked by a bunch of goblins. And I did read it thinking, there's no way you can fight this many goblins. And then just ghosts come out of everywhere and start attacking them. And it was very much, um, you know, the, the army of the dead from Lord of the Rings. That's all I could see in my head was that. Which isn't a bad thing, like like you said, Kenny. You know, there's a lot of borrowing that goes on, and that's okay. But I definitely felt that in this. I was like, oh, God, I do recognise this scene a little bit. This is a thing you see in other Warhammer novels, too, if you go back uh, and read some of the old dwarf or skater ones, or the ones that involve underground. There are some, uh, some, some stories with, with dwarves that involve a ghost of an ancestor or somebody being down there. But, yeah, in the story of Gatrek... Slays a troll. <laughs> Mission completed. Yeah, a nice little bit of um, knowledge in there as well is that they. The, I always forget this, that trolls can regenerate, and they they do in the game. That's why they're so effective. But fire, very basic, but fire is the thing that kills them. And I, I do remember thinking that scene was very cool. That like Felix using his quick wit just chucks a lantern on it. And yeah, that's very very cool. Like, very cinematic. They yeah they leave they leave the eight peaks after this and it moves on to the next story which I think is my favourite story of the lot because it's it's like um you know like when you're watching a good TV show and you get like a really good side story episode that's kind of doesn't impact the the main narrative too much but is hilarious that's what I think yeah. about this story so this one's called the Mark of Slanesh and essentially <laughs> essentially it's it's really funny to read. It's it's Gotrek getting hit in the head with a rock and getting complete amnesia and becoming totally useless. And I just... It's just such a funny reason. that Just a story to put in about a, a troll slayer not being able to do anything. Like, to the point where he's, he's like, staring up at the sky, you know, looking at the flowers. Like, just... It was hilarious for me. I thought it was a really funny short story. Did you, uh, did you ever watch Supernatural? I have seen Supernatural, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's like a, one, there's an episode or two where uh, Dean loses his memory or gets under the influence and it's kind of reminds me of he's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> just looking away. Yeah, this, this is definitely a fun one. Yeah, and what I like about it is Felix goes on a side quest on his own to get all of the stuff to make a concoction for this, this one guy that need that they, they said he can help. And it all comes down to Gotrek just needing to be smashed in the head again and it sort of resets his mind. Says a lot about him. A simple reboot was a, a whack to the head. Yeah. Yeah, as you're reading it, you kind of know what's going to happen, but yeah. it's, I still got a, a good laugh out loud chuckle at the end of this one. Yeah, yeah, it was very funny. But yeah, my favourite bit of the story is when he's trying to get those flowers and he knows they're being trailed by mutants. And then, because they've already beaten the mutants throughout the story when Gotrex was fine, and then. When the mutants find them again, obviously Gotrex is like in no fit state to fight. But they're like, why? What? It's like they, they come up to them and they stop, don't they? And they're like, you're, you're playing us. You're, you know, you're just playing dumb. You, you're waiting for us to come and attack you. Yeah. So they're like, well, we're cleverer than that, and they walk away. Yeah. And Felix is like, fuck, thank it's God. Like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, this is also where you see. Uh, I was thinking too about this this morning. Like, this, you know, when you play the tabletop game or the, the battle game, you see the miniatures that they have in their range. But in the Warhammer Fantasy role-playing and these books too, you get to see a vast variety of mutants. Uh, you yeah. get to have it for all shapes and sizes and combinations. 
uh, it's really interesting to, to see. Uh, you could can pretty much combine anything, and uh, you can imagine if this was like an animated uh, show. You know what this would look like this episode. If this was like a Scooby Doo or something, you know, <laughs> just like they're just they're so fucking. You have people that are so fat, and there's just random body parts put together. So uh, yeah, this is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um. Then yeah, so Gotrek gets his memory back, and there's there's a really interesting. The next story I think is by far my favourite. Um, it shifts God, so we've had a lot of Slanesh, and then it moves Check. into the realm of Corn, which is great. Essentially, they're walking through, just the main two characters, Gotrek and Felix, are walking through a forest and they find, a, a, I think she's quite young actually, like a little girl, like um, cat. Cat, yeah. Cat. And uh, beastmen have attacked her village, and I've always found beastmen really scary, um, so that was, I thought, that's cool, alright, where's this going? And then we get introduced to like a female like Lord, like a Chaos Lord of Corn, and in my head, you know that um, that female model they released for Malign Portent. You know the Chaos Corn character they released. Oh for yeah, that? yeah. Oh, uh, the uh, Dark Earth War Queen. Yeah, I thought of her. In my head, I could see this model work really well in this space. But essentially, we've got a story of um, uh, uh, this Chaos Champion like rising to power over this horde of beastmen. Well, there's there's a re- there's a. Well, the girl survives the whole thing, so but they don't know why she survived because they, the beastmen didn't attack her, and then we later find out it's because she looks eerily like Justine, who is this chaos champion, and then later we find out why Justine is a chaos champion is because yeah. she was raped as a she was like a, a servant to this nobleman, and the the nobleman's uh, like brat child is usually how the story goes, uh, raped her, and then she ran away, and then. In the forest, she found chaos, and that's her like her reason was to to get revenge on him. So then, so basically, that's what happened. She take takes over the nobleman's castle and kills kills the guy, and then she's sort of a bit she gets a bit lost for a little bit, doesn't she? She's like, oh, now I've done that. What you know? What do I do? But then it comes back to that. You know, she she wants to become. There's a demon prince who's sort of like courting her, whispering in her ear, telling her what she's got to do. So yeah. Yeah. Different aspects of the story. Yeah, very dark. Very, I thought it was really dark. That that whole, um, you know, revenge doesn't necessarily fix anything. Yeah, I thought this was a really, really good story with this, again, Felix being the sort of human on the ground, very conscious of keeping this kid safe. And there's a great, if I remember correctly, there's a great scene of, um, there's a great line, sorry, where they find a village that has been attacked by the beastmen and like burnt to the ground and Felix is walking through the ashes just absolutely like can't handle the devastation that he can see and then realises all he can taste is ash and he's worried about what it is he's actually tasting I don't know if you guys remember that that, I thought that was so grim like so so grim and then yeah then they they end up at another more fortified fortification right and Gotrek does his thing again where he just fights off an awful lot of beastmen yeah and then blood for the blood god yeah from whence it flows it doesn't matter and then yeah Felix Felix ends up in a fight with the Chaos Champion and that's that story it's, I thought it was quite neat but I, for me it was it was the most dark and kind of um... yeah definitely there's lots of this was like the biggest I think this was the longest story and there's lots lots in it especially it when is, you yeah. find out when the girl is actually 
you know, the Chaos Champion's daughter from the rape thing. It's there's a lot going on in this story that's actually quite dark. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, yeah, it's like this is it's quite and then they yeah, then they they find another village and they put fortifications. They're like I imagine them that the rangers of Gondor they're a bit like in the woods with bows and arrows. And yeah, yeah. Things like that. Yeah, there's um there's yeah, there's a lot of dark stuff going on in this, but for me it was it was great to see you know, it's really hard to like conceptualize chaos, isn't it? In this kind of, oh, they're bad, so they just do bad things. But it's nice to see um, when people use it for different reasons, because often you get it from just people of power want to be more powerful, so they go for the bad thing. But actually, she had she was like painfully she was raped. That is absolutely horrible. Like, I kind of get why she would want a violent vengeance on someone. But it's interesting to see. You yeah, like I totally get it, and it chaos gives you that. Yeah, outfit, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, the depth should go to like a horrible thing happened to her, and you can see the escalation. Like she's wiped out villages and villages of people with an army of wild beasts, and it's pretty grim. It's quite quite a good story. There's no there's no happy ending, right? You know, she dies. It's all grim. No. Yeah. And you get, but you kind of sympathise with Justine a bit, don't you? Because you like, you can understand, yeah, you see why she'd want revenge, but then you're like, oh, well, you've gone. And then she has that scene where she's a bit not quite unsure what to do now. Once she's got revenge, she's like, okay, I've done it. Now, now what? But then, yeah, she has that prophecy where she won't be killed. She can't be killed by any warrior in battle. And then at the end, when Felix is defending Cat, he sort of takes her attention away, and then the girl kills Justine with her own sword and thus fulfilling the prophecy which yeah. you know being killed by your own daughter in the end really isn't it so, yeah. yeah very 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 um almost Star Wars-esque like. <laughs> yeah Macbeth a bit like Macbeth as well yeah, you can't yeah. be killed by a man not born of a woman and it's like a loophole in the scene <laughs> yeah. I have none of those I'm like, yeah, I, I think so this is your first Warhammer book if you look back at the the Warhammer books with the Black Library books that came out in the first maybe five, six years. There's a lot of really dark ones that deal with chaos, and they use uh, the chaos, chaos warriors, and focusing on one or somebody's rise and ascendancy. And they are they're really they're surprisingly good. I mean, that feels condescending, but I mean, they were surprisingly good at how de- how deep and dark they can really be, and how how the variety of the horror can be. You know, so, Black Library has a horror series that has just come out, and yeah. they're pulling from some of the older, the older stuff as well. And you can you can really see like something that I, I would agree this is a really good example. Of this one, this is a, a really dark one, and there's more out there. So if you decide to do more Warhammer books, uh, you know we can point, I can recommend some to you. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, this was definitely the one that like gripped me the most. I don't know yeah, what it is. This is about, my favorite one. Yeah, there, there's always something great, and Jamie, I'm sure you agree. I love seeing stuff from the bad guy's side, and I say that subjectively. Yeah. I get she's a bad guy, but I also get why she did what she did. Like, yeah, you know, just power. She's not know. like um, a Marvel villain where you're like, there is no real, you know, you don't get to see their point of view. They're a bit one-dimensional. This this was added, you know, another dimension to this yeah. chaos side. She yeah. wasn't a mutant, shall we say. You know, with mutants, there's always this mutants running around wanting to kill things. That's, that's kind of how some chaos is just... And in earlier stories, it's a bit like that. But yeah, with this corn story, there was a another dimension to the other side, which is yeah. good. Yeah, and it's just another notch in the belt for 
for this book being such a great um, platform for exploring the Warhammer world. You know, that we've already seen so much stuff and we're just seeing more and more, and it's only the first book. So, yeah, it's, it's very, very well done. The, uh, after this, the, the Guthrie and Felix go off on their own and leave Cat. Yeah, it's, the way around so they page. come across a village, and all the villagers are basically being enslaved or held at ransom to this crazy sorcerer, crazy wizard. Yeah. Another that's, crazy uh, yeah. wizard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They had a penny for every crazy wizard that was out there. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. But this one's pretty grim, you know. This uh, this one's even adopting sh- children. So yeah, again, pretty grim. <laughs> yeah, this was very Frankenstein's monster, wasn't it? Like yeah, yeah, like yeah. this is just a crazy wizard stealing children um, and making mutants out of them. Do you ever find out why? Like, why is he doing this? Is it just he's trying to to make an army? Uh, so I guess just just for power. Well, so, see, the allure in fantasy versus 40k of chaos is interesting because, like, in the heresy, you see why some people, uh, be in the beginning, go towards her- towards uh, chaos, but in this one, it's usually the promise of power or uh, and yeah, sometimes very right. innocent. Like, they want to uh, save their their loved one from dying. They're, you can start out very, very innocent, and then yeah, it quickly right. gets really dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think just the whole warp stone thing as well. It just sort of really starts to fuck with people, doesn't it? It just once they they people isn't this one of the sorcery he's like taking it isn't he eating it or something like that I don't know I can't remember one of the stories someone's eating warpstone and it's just make him go nuts I bet it tastes delicious uh, it's in there a few times I think actually yeah 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 so but this one is interesting is the sorcerer is actually someone Felix knows from his university days ah yes you're right I've got Kruger yeah and he'd stolen forbidden texts so he was kicked out ridiculous um this the the my favorite thing about this is obviously um they get caught don't they and they yeah they they get captured and chained up and it's very um james bond-esque like you know trying to sneak your way out of it whatever and why love is obviously of course they break their chains and they escape but it's the fact that felix kills him not um not gotrek and i love that he just literally just launches him off the roof right yeah. Just fucking chucks yeah. him out the window or whatever. And Gotrix well, just like, Well, yeah, after nice. he finds out the horrible twist of the story, which is, they, they, you know, there's loads of mutants in the in the castle and he, he, the sorcerer Kruger sends them sends the mutants after him, so they've had to butcher their way through tons of mutants. And then suddenly it dawns on Felix's, the children that were abducted, mm-hmm. they were turned into the mutants. Yeah. So that just fucking sends him over the edge. Just like So, yeah, that's that horrible twist, that kind of, quite a grim part of the story it's like oh they just booked these mutants and like shit we just butchered children basically yeah. So, yeah yeah and i like that he he kills he kills the Krug guy and uh gojek just like is like silently approving like nice that was well done. yeah not so feeble <laughs> man <thing. Yeah. laughs> um right and then the, 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 this follows on to the last story which do you know what i i hate to say it, i think it might have been my least favorite the Ulrich's children. I don't know what it was. I, I, I di- it didn't quite ring with me, but maybe I just need to give it another go. Um, but this... uh, I mean, of, of those, what is, what is there seven in here? I mean, I, I think if I have to pick at least favorites, this one. You get uh, one thing you got to remember, like through this period, they're in the, the Drakvald Forest. Uh, like Jamie said, you were in Bavaria, right? So this is yeah. in the Warhammer world. This is uh, essentially the Black Forest of yeah. like the fairy tales, though. It's, it's very dark. 
chaos beastmen live in here, and so the, the setting that they're in, uh, and the Empire on their way to Nome is under this dark fairy tale uh, tool forest that, that all kinds of crazy shit's happening in. And so it's just more like the atmosphere that they're in here too. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, that's really nice. I I, I had to remind myself of what um, Ulrich was, and if I remember correctly, that is a subsection in for in in Warhammer, right? I remember there being models. I seem to remember there being models of like were they cavalry for the Empire at some point? Am I getting yes. my yeah, yeah yeah so hammers of hammers of Ulrich. It was it. one of the uh, Empire gods. He's uh, the wolf wolf god essentially. Nice. Or who's uh, who's an uh, animal? He's not like well. There's the werewolf joke in here, but he's actually like the more is like uh, yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Tall's like a, an elk, I think, and then, like he's like a, a wolf. This is the animal. Yeah, yeah. So, in this one, once again, Felix gets captured. Um, yeah, this story is basically about gay tracks, really, isn't it? As well, so they get they see they don't they save this woman or they no oh, no they're fighting they find like an army fighting wolves. So Gotrex and Felix are like right, well, wouldn't they? Let's go and help them, and they sort of split up, and then after Felix. Um, helps defeat the wolves, they capture him, because they, they're like, well, you're travelling on your own, how do we know you're not, you know, part of chaos, part of, part of a mutant? So he gets captured with another, as they've also captured this woman called Magdalena, Magdalena? Yeah, mm-hmm. and they take them back to their massive estate to sort of make sure that he isn't part of chaos, and then you, you don't see Gotrex, right? It's the whole story, and to right to the end. So this is a another Felix Solo story, really. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I, I liked I like there's there's a particular scene where so you've got you've got a cult leader um, who's like kind of corrupting everyone around him if I remember correctly. So they're kind it's, yeah. it's that kind yeah. of uh, good people being led by someone evil are always going to get killed. Um, and does it explain why the children of Ulrich are there, like the wolves? Like, is it because of this bat this this zinch? Leader. I think they, they captured the. Well, I think they they control that part of the forest, but then they capture one of the girl who is at, who is a werewolf. Mm. So it's her father is the. Yeah, it's like a ransom. Yeah. And he, but he wants to capture. Then we find out that he wants to capture a werewolf to use their power to be, transform himself into a basically a chaos werewolf. Yeah. yeah what could go wrong? Yeah. What could go wrong? Felix saves the day by essentially stabbing that Vorman dude to death with a knife. I think the knife was made of um, warpstone. Yeah, warpstone. Nice. Cool. So Felix saves the day again. Um, I'm sure Godric has a funny one line when he comes in. He always has a funny one line. Oh, yes, he comes in and says, Well, man, it looks like he had a busy night. Good, he left me something to kill. Because he rocks yeah. up, and he like kills. He like killed fifty wolves or something on the way in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this again ends pretty sadly. Like, um, there was the the girl that they were following. Um, she's a she's a shape. Uh, a Go Gotrek thinks she's tainted by chaos, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He just kills her. Yeah, he just yeah, kills he's her. Very cut and dry. It's like fucking hell, man. Like, chill. Chill, this is, chill. Yeah, this is the one thing about this story was it's very it has this massive build up to you know what's this, what's going to happen, and then literally 
Felix escapes and everyone dies and it's really quickly ended. You're like, oh, okay. I thought this was going to go somewhere else a bit more. But no, okay, fine. <laughs> Carry so on. I think, I think this is where... Uh, so Bill, Bill Clinton said that if you read, you'll, you'll kind of see where... You, you could probably pick out where Patrick originally was written in to die. So I, I, I mean, would you guys think it's this story at the end that something was to happen that was totally right? He wasn't even meant to be in the story. Maybe he's meant to be already be dead because he's not really in it at all. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I think it kind of sets up. Uh, it, it, so if you continue to read the series, there's there's resentments between the two, you know, Patrick and Felix. They go both ways, and I think I think what happens in this book is these different stories is very important for setting that, which is arguably one of the most popular series in Black Library. Yeah. I'm definitely in, in fantasy. Definitely, is, uh, I don't think anyone would dispute in the war in fantasy. Universes of the most successful uh, franchise and series, uh, but I, I'm just kind of curious for you guys. And I know I'm way over your time limit, so I apologize. But do you, do you think this is uh, more of a Gotrek story or a book? I guess or a Felix book, or you know, like or, or both? What do you what do you guys think? Or oh, Troll Slayer in, in the whole yeah the book the collection of the stories when you're so when you're done and you've closed it. Do you think it was more of a Felix story or a story? Uh, I, I personally think it's a definitely a Felix story. There's there's a couple of Felix solo stories in here, and you don't get too much from Gotrex overall from any of the stories. He's he's a little one-dimensional, I think, maybe. In the, I mean, there's a few scenes where he adds a bit more character, but personally, I, I think this is definitely a, a fe- growing the Felix character a bit more. I, I think I'd agree, um, and, you know, could be wrong, but yeah, Gotrex I don't think does an awful lot of character development in this book. He's kind of quite a fleshed out, knows what he's about character when you meet him. Whereas Felix, from the beginning to the end of the book, changes massively, like falls in love and loses his love and gets a magical sword and all of that stuff. So yeah, I, I think I might agree. Um, did Bill tell you, Kenny, what it was? No, we we talked about it. I mean, so I mean, like he like we said earlier, it's easier uh, as a reader, you know, to, to be able to explain this to somebody through a human. But uh, but, I, but he agreed with something that I said in the first interview that got lost in the warp, the first audio. Uh, but like I, I think uh, this, you know, and I'm looking at this from a different. You know, this is the only book you read, but I'm, I've read the series and, and going back through it. So I think. Um, Kind of like in forty k, we we have at the primarchs, and I think that there's a, a there's a mystique here. So you you set up the relationship, you establish kind of Gotrek and Felix and how they started, but then this all these things happen in this book, and then there's some mystique around Gotrek. So when you see him do other things or or act differently, you know, then you, as the series goes on, that really adds a lot to his character, nice. and you get to see you know dwarves age slower than humans, so you get to see Felix. By the end of the series, I think it's like thirty or forty years that go by before the end times. And wow! I mean, you, you know, you really get to see him. You see him grow up and experience a lot of shit really fast, just yeah. a troll slayer. And then you, then you go into the rest of them. And uh, I mean, yeah, it, it's dark, but they, I think they really, I think the, the foundation was laid so well in this book that it was, uh, you know, after the rewrites, it was easy to go back and and create the successful, you know, set the stage for the series that is ultimately picked up by multiple authors as it goes on. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm really looking forward to reading the rest of them. Um, I, obviously, I'm, I know it sounds crazy, I don't want to go too far into it, but I'm intrigued to see 
how it impacts on Age of Sigmar? Because I know that there was a big... When, when, when the end times happened, people were really gutted to be losing them as characters. Is that right? Uh, I think the end times in general, people were surprised and, and uh, pissed off about a lot of things. You know, and I, I still think the, the world that was is the best, in my opinion, the best fantasy setting ever in anything. But that's my opinion. But I, I, I feel like uh, we were really nervous about how this was going to end. And we were, I, I guess I was glad that they addressed it. They didn't just let country feelings just go away. So I'm glad that they addressed it. And I actually ultimately at the end liked the ending. Uh, it was, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. Because uh, it's out there, but you know, you uh, if you're in Age of Sigmar and you and you listen to Realm Slayer, the audio drama, which is excellent. Uh, there, there's a lot. You know, he he, ref, he refers to so much uh, from the from the war that was, and so these characters getting that swan side. They've also done a great job, by the way. If your listeners don't know, um, Audible is a is a great way to get access mm-hmm. to cheaper mm-hmm. the books, and they put the last two books David Gomer picked up and wrote Kinslayer and then Slayer, and uh, you know. Not going to spoil any about those, but they are on um, the Black Library Audio app, MP3s, and on Audible. So you can get. Uh, I'm sure that you guys, if it's on Audible in the US, I'm sure it's in the UK already. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure us. Yeah. Cool. Are you happy that they that he's back? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how back he is. Yeah, uh, they wrote other stories like the, those ten novellas that came out. Uh, you know, there's one in there. There's mm. another short story. I know that they're working on more, but the uh, the whole idea of the, the box set because the Gap did one and the the two adventures for the uh, the younger readers. So I know they're they're doing more of those. They have the capacity of Black Library to do more of the audio. And uh, Matt Renshaw, who runs it, everything does an amazing fucking job. Mm. Uh, and they'll do more. Uh, gotcha. But I, I, I think we will definitely see Gatrick again. Um, I'm a big Fire Slayer fan. I'm sure if anyone knows my name, they probably know Fire Slayers are attached to it. So Gatrick. Uh, dealing with them, I, I don't. I would be amazed if we saw him in the book. I don't think we will, like in the actual Battle Tome book. But yeah. I, I think I think we will definitely see more of Gotrek. And Gotrek and, and Age of Sigmar. If anyone doesn't know, he's here looking for Felix. Mm. He finds out through you know. I mean, this, this is not a spoiler because I think this is in the prime description for Realm Slayer. But he 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 finds he gets the idea that Felix must be a Stormcast because these Stormcasts are, are human heroes. So he goes looking for a new companion kind of throughout the four discs or chapters of Realm Slayer, uh, depending on if you have a CD or MP3. And then uh, eventually it's the idea that he must be a strong cast, and so he has to go in and find uh, Felix again. Wow. Because there's still an oath. An oath, an oath yeah. survives, <laughs> yeah. IP changes, and all, you know, all kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to have to speed read everything now. I just want to get to that story. Um, cool. Well, that wraps up the book. Um, was there any anything else either of you two wanted to really highlight about it before we we say goodbye? Oh man, uh, go ahead. No, they're just they're just good stories. I mean, I think it works. They work well as being short story. I don't know. I know the other books are not like this, but I think the first one definitely works well as being the shorter stories because. It's just a really good way to introduce the world, introduce the characters, introduce what their relationship is like by just going, right, you know, here's here's a scene, this is how they react to it, here's another scene, this is how they react to it. Yeah. It's just a, it's a, I mean, and there's, you could probably just read this book, and if you didn't read the rest of the series, that would probably be fine, but yeah, and then, but there is something else if you do want to continue their relationship, so yeah, 
it's just a good book. I mean, if anyone's, I, I recommend definitely recommend it to anyone. Yeah, I think that's one of the strengths of it. Like you say, like it, it could stand alone, but that you could throw so much together uh, and just don't know, like shake so much of the world map uh, mm-hmm. into this one book. Then that itself is is really a success. But uh, it, in, in the interest of time, I'll just say, like if you if you read more of these, which you should. Uh, one, remember that even though Skaven Slayer is the next book, it was written after uh, Demon Slayer. So like, books two and three are, are switched in the order of how they were written, but they still make sense in the story. And uh, it, it basically, if you read this, if you, I would get the omnibus for any of the books because they include all the different short stories, and there have been many, many short stories. Mm. So the omnibus, uh, I, I think you guys might agree, is very fairly priced. Yeah, for how yeah. much they, they cram into these, yeah. and yeah, you get to see, um, yeah, you get to see so much. And and if you do get into the series, if it's if something is called, if the title is something Slayer, then it's a um, a numbered book. So if you're thinking heresy, think of it as like a numbered novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other ones that don't have uh, that aren't the title of the short story, whatever is, or the books are not Slayer, then that is a story that can fit in elsewhere, but it's not in that main timeline. So. It takes place kind of after. It, it, it doesn't necessarily go in order. So they've, they've done a good job in the omnibus. The current version that's just come out in Warhammer Chronicles. I think there are, there's two that are out, and the next one's coming out like next month or something. But they're uh, they've done a lot of, of helping kind of slot them in order a little bit. But uh, the ones that that end in Slayer, those 12, 14 books total, are like the main storyline. And then there's a lot of other short stories that go around it that are a little bit more fluid with time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wicked, cool. And I'll stop there because I can talk forever, but I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, it's great. Um, Thank you very much, though. No, no, it's been great to have you, dude. It's been really nice. And nice. Ex- I hope Jamie would agree. It's been a nice experience for us as well. Like it has been for me. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, great. yeah. So, um, for the listeners out there, Kenny, um, where where can people find you? What 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 should they be listening out for? Uh, well, combat phase. Uh, Combat Face Podcast is the it's the show that comes out every week, and we are uh, redoing our site right now. Um, actually, my former co-host is rebuilding it for me, so it just kind of goes back to the way it, <laughs> to the look that it was. Um, but we're trying to just we, we've had I know it's been kind of unprofessional. Enough. The site's been down for a while, but we want to do it right, and uh, that comes out every week. So you can subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your your podcast. Um, it's Combat Phase. Uh, just like a shooting phase, a movie phase, <laughs> and we've interviewed. Uh, there's, I mean, episode 279. I'm working on right now. It's so we're we're six years old, and uh, we do lots of Black Library interviews and take listener questions. So you can always um, my, my Twitter is at Kenny Law, um, which is K E N N Y L U L L. So you can contact me through that uh, through the, through the Facebook page for our. Our podcast, mm-hmm. and we do a shit ton of giveaways. So I have so much Black Library prize support. Uh, a lot of it's signed copies, and uh, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, uh, you will still get a book mailed to you. As <laughs> I have a lot of people in the in the UK that are winning books, so it's like uh, thirty bucks to, you know, to ship a book. But damn it, I will do it. I will do it. So lots of chances to come in, and um, usually all you have to do is just. You know, say a story like because all we want people to do is basically to be reading these books, enjoying them, and then talking uh, with us about them so we can geek out. Yeah, so that, that's, that's kind of the idea. Yeah, same as us, but less giveaways, I guess. <laughs> we'll get there one day. We'll get there one day. We'll get there one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you, Kenny. And um, 
yeah, I guess let's wrap up the episode now. Goodbye, everyone. Yeah. Well, I would like you guys to come on. I, yeah. I want you to come on, come on Combat Face 2. I'm, I'm here now. You guys have to come on our show one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah love definitely. to. Love to. Yeah. Give us a time. Okay. Yeah, you all heard it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. All right, thanks. Thanks, guys.